This is a Capricorn FM podcast. We'll be joined by an executive and developmental coach up next. All too often, we maintain a dignified silence in the presence of other people that really make us small, even though in reality we would uh, like to be more assertive. And I made an example earlier on about uh, being in conversation with people who will uh, quickly say, mm. and then they continue with their point. Why am I part of the discussion in the first place? Mm. So we fear appearing as uh, stupid, and I think it's a fear, you know, of saying before. You know what they say, mm. usually, that when you are quiet, mm-hmm. uh, people may assume that you have authority and very important things True. to say. True. And you are very smart because of how you present yourself or how you came True. across. But the moment you open your mouth, people are like, ah, 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 ah. Hey, <laughs> okay. Wait, oh goodness. You can imagine, even by my first date, so you know, it was okay when you guys were chatting on text mm. and arranging this date. But the moment that you sit there, there is no authority. There is just, nah, they, they're not assertive oh, when man, they speak. I know that feeling. As it soon sucks. as they open their mouth, you're like, ah, mm. ah, bohobe. <laughs> For, you feel like there's false advertising Of course ah. So it happens a lot when we find ourselves amongst people We fear that we might not have sufficient authority To assert our opinions and boundaries And as a result we end up keeping quiet That's oh, why man, people when I they bump into me They're like Are you sure you are the same guy from radio? No, you are very quiet away <laughs> Which is very strange You are very quiet away from radio yeah but i think in especially in settings but i think when when you're in a setting where you have your close people like your intimate people you get you, you open up you're just yourself yeah it's just when you go to the public spaces and i've been with you in a public space and you know it's uh, uh, and the first time i experienced you in a public space i was like this cannot be my colleague it cannot be <laughs> but it, that's different that's different comes because i think when you open your mouth you're able to talk to different people at different levels you yeah know? and it's never i don't think it's ever trying to prove to people that you are smart it's just being yourself and oh, having a conversation thanks I'm just saying in way. general. <laughs> but also, I mean, what, have, what has worked for me uh, all the time is just being able to listen to people and hear everything that they have to say. Yeah. It's unfortunate that at the end that become that dialogue facilitator, but no, I but listen to what everyone has room. to say before I can come in and say, no, no, I hear you, Mpo, uh, but ideally this was the approach with this conversation. And then I come to number two, number three, and number four. You know, and then I, I help people find their conclusion. And that's great if you're able to do that for, for people. But then in a way, you you are also conversing and you are helping other people have the conversation as well. And that's why we're having the conversation in the first place, no? To yeah. share information. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And they can't even tell what is what you are doing, the role you are playing. All they can tell is they're just enjoying having a conversation. Mm. And... What's that it comes, what you're raising, we, we never really think about this, but it's important to, to learn to have conversations. Mm. And you can't learn to do that if you're quiet. Maybe if you're just quiet, Nj. Maybe if, you, if you're quiet with the aim of listening so that you can be able to read the room and, 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 and speak what is currently happening. Because you would hate, like, are you even a part of this conversation? Mm. So it's important to have the emotional intelligence to read the room and speak to what is currently happening in the room. We'll hear what our guests will have to say up next. We're talking this morning to Executive and Developmental Coach Mazeling Morodi. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Good morning and thank you for having me. 
So we are talking about converse, conversing and, you know, how you come across in a crowd or in a group of people when you're talking. Why um, are sometimes, sometimes we're so fearful of asserting ourselves and our boundaries to the people that are around us? Why, why do we struggle with that as people? Um, I think I just want to what, take one step back when you're talking about um, people that are quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to note that one of the things that a lot of people don't have is the skill of listening. So, I mean, you have seen where people are just talking, 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 and they miss out on the most important thing. So being quiet sometimes does help. Now, coming to your question uh, of being fearful, so sometimes we become fearful because we believe that there's more to lose than gain in stating our case. And, and you know, when you look at boundaries, because people set boundaries, it is also wise not to have them so tight because sometimes you are fearful and then you want to follow a certain particular order of speaking or do, of doing something, but you become now a prisoner of your own rules. Hmm. So we have a belief. We have a belief that when we say something that the other people are not going to, but when you have prepared and you know your stuff and you know what you want to say, then there shouldn't be any fear. And we have fear when we subordinate and we think that this other person knows more than us, has more than us, or is better than us. Then we develop those fears. Sure. Okay. But then what are the key differences between being assertive and being aggressive, you know, in a conversation? Okay, so being assertive is going for it. You know, setting goals, knowing what you want, and making it happen, and being willing to do what it takes, and speaking your mind, because um, being assertive doesn't have to be somebody who's loud. You just have to get going with things and doing things. On the other hand, being aggressive can also help you to achieve a lot of things sometimes, but you also lose a lot. When you're aggressive, you lose people, you lose ideas, you don't get buy-in. Because it comes from a very dark place sometimes of wanting to prove something. You know, powerful people don't need to prove it because they're already powerful. But when somebody has some weaknesses, they use that to use use aggression to scare others off and to sort of, you know, uh, have their past. But but otherwise, aggression always makes people to stay away from the person that is aggressive as opposed to assertive, even though they want to achieve the same goal. Okay, and maybe let's bring the conversation in a bit of an intimate setting. What are some other benefits that can come with being assertive in both the relationship space and the workspace, as an example? So in a relationship space, um, you set the tone for how you want to be treated by your partner uh, because whatever you allow them, you enable them to know that this is what you can accept and what you don't accept. And then you get to give an initiative. You know, that's a big benefit of being assertive. You get to you know, be the one that does things as opposed to just always being dependent on your partner because it's very heavy. You know, you don't become a burden on your partner and you can both think and get things done together. So there are so many benefits of being assertive in a relationship. Imagine how boring it is when you have to do everything, you have to think about everything. You know, this other person is just moral of and, and you, know, you have to do everything for them. Mm. Yes, yes, things happen. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I'm I'm laughing because really in a relationship it's tiring, you know, to to always be expected to be the yeah. leader. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so tiring. You're the one that must come with all the answers. Although, yeah, I think it goes back to that question of being assertive and aggressive. You mm. know, because some people use relationships 
in order to dominate others. And and you know, when, when you dominate, it means you're not sure about yourself, you're not sure about your stance, you're not sure about what you can give, and the other person just stays with you because they're afraid of you, and maybe you give more. Maybe there are certain benefits, you know, financial or, or otherwise, but you don't want to be to be like that. So be assertive by building, building together. Mm. And, oh, yeah, you also ask in the, in the workplace. So, you know, uh, if you check out your boss, you know, if you're insecure, and, and and the body is insecure, it can make your life miserable. However, if you have a progressive boss or colleague, then being assertive creates value for the whole team. As long as it's not mixed with arrogance. You know how, you know, in a workplace when people are assertive, they're doing things, and then but they start looking down on others. Then yes. that is a big problem. Mm-hmm. That's no longer assertiveness, but it is pride. And there's always the thing that says uh, the pride before the fall. Mm. So, so you will most definitely go down because you're not getting the buy-in from from other people. And mm. just one thing also on that, you know, the saying that says, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Um, recently, I just learned something so powerful. I think, well, I think it's powerful. It says, treat them how they want to be treated because you're not like that person. They don't, they're not like you. They don't like what you do. Mm. So therefore, but rather learn to treat them how they want to be treated because you will also be treated how you want to be treated. Jeez, mm. and I'm thinking of how many op- job opportunities you can miss out also in the workplace because, um, you know, whoever thinks that this calls for an assertive behavior, you know, and what they have as a definition of that assertive behavior, it's completely different from yours because maybe they've got this forceful personality and they believe that for a person to show character and that they are ready for this opportunity is for them to come across as such. You know, if you want to climb up the ranks and be a manager, if you appear to be too soft, you might not be the right person for that opportunity, even if you have all the right experience. Yeah, I agree. So if you are too soft, you also, you know, if you look on the, on the other hand, you, 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 are, you are robbing people of productivity and you're robbing them of giving them your best because if you're too sweet and too kind, what can you achieve? You know, you can achieve certain things. So you have to be both. You have to be sweet and kind to your, to your team, but you also have to have that assertiveness, that firmness, because then that brings a balance. But you can't just always be firm. You can't just always be, be fr- uh, friendly and, and sweet to people. All right. No, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming through and helping us have this conversation. And we appreciate your insights. Executive and developmental coach, Matileng Murodi. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.